You found the taxi stand hour. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. My fellow Americans, our long national nightmare is over. And good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. It is Sunday, once again, because we always do this on Sunday. It's October 24th of 2021. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids good morning. and kittens. Oh, we got a little feedback there. Hey, good morning, kids and kittens. It's great to be back. Yes, I make my triumphant return after a one-week absence. I hope John treated you all well. Oh, we got things to talk about from last week. But anyway, as always, we trust you've had a, a fine and fantastic week. Uh, we're, we're starting off great this week. We got a special guest on the line. We're going to get to him in just a moment. Uh, young Mr. Shannon, how the heck are you today, Pally Boy? Well, 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 well. We will definitely talk about this uh, adventure a little bit later on in the show. But uh, I found myself... Uh, uh, the I was given the boot by Twitter for a week. I was in Twitter jail, and this is my I've I've spent some time in Twitter jail before, but this is my longest sentence in in the Hooskow, if you will. Guess what? I found I found a pass. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. It will be part of a uh, of a rant believe me mm. believe you me and believe and believe other you than that other than that life is ducky right now yep 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 well i i enjoyed my day off until kickoff and uh but let's get right into we'll talk about all that an hour or two and uh the, the, the pain and suffering that i've been going through low this past week i got the london blues let me tell you my my fins just uh Nah, not this week. John, what do you say? It's time for your favorite part of the show. Well, here, let me mute, let me mute my headphones here real quick. <laughs> it's the Radio TFI Market Watch, brought to you by nobody. Why is nobody sponsoring this? Uber closed the week at forty-five dollars and fifty-one cents, down two eighty-eight. Lyft. Close the week at 54.89, down 6.57. I wonder why it took such a hit. That's been the radio's TFI market watch. Please, somebody sponsor me. So anyway, yeah, Lyft took a big dive. Big, big dive. I wonder why. I wonder 4, why. 4,000 sexual assaults occurring between 
2017 and 2019, more than 4,000. You know, they're number two, but they try harder. Yeah, I guess that's it. Well, what do you say? What do you say? We bring in our uh, our special guest? Yes. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and, uh, and do that. Uh, guest number one, please sign in. <laughs> I don't know if he gets that. <laughs> How are you guys? It is art now, and, and we did. I went through this the last time I spoke to you, uh, just because I have a old, I have old man's memory here. Your your first name is pronounced Athen, am I right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, Athen, oh, yes. Athen yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm not. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I probably won't try to pronounce your last name because I would do it more of a disservice. Athen is with is with us here from. Western Western Australia, where I actually was a little surprised. You know, we don't, you know, we don't get uh, we get all our fluff news up here around the states, so we don't get to really know unless you know. Last time we had any real news from Australia was during the fires, uh, and I didn't realize that uh, for what we're going through here in the pandemic what you guys are doing down there it, it seems kind of it seems kind of crazy um the what you were telling me as far as how strict they are as, as uh, with the lockdowns and so i wanted you to kind of go through that a little bit and uh give yeah, me your yeah, opinion yeah. on the matter well the thing is down yeah. here in this part of the world we've got um several states and there's no consistency right across the board so Melbourne in Victoria on the eastern seaboard just came out of the longest lockdown in the world um, last week on Friday night. So they were locked down for months on end. They've just come out of lockdown and still having very strict uh, numbers if you're going out and so on. That we, we talk metric over here, so four square metres when you're going out and numbers, caps on numbers in restaurants and so on. In uh, Sydney in New South Wales, they're working on a different system again, and Queensland's had the pandemic go through them. But over here in Western Australia and Perth, well, the, the state of Western Australia, we're actually um, segregated from not just the country, but from the rest of the world. We can move out of the state. The problem is if we move out of the state, we can't get back in. Mm. So the, uh, we've got a hard border, and we've had that hard border for uh, several months now, and our Premier over the weekend, and this is the thing, what we know on Friday night changes the next day, if not the following day, and we've got a hard border. We, Well, my father lives over in, well, lives between here and in Greece and Athens, and he's been trying to get back home for a year, year and a half now, and... He's fully vaxxed the whole bit and everything. You can't come in. You, wow. Our borders, our borders are that tight. You just can't come into the state. People are driving across. It's four and a half thousand kilometres from Sydney, Melbourne, to come here to Perth. And people mm -hmm. are driving across the country, getting to the border, and being turned away by the police. And the border is in the middle of nowhere. It's it's in it's in the desert. So what what about what about uh, trucks and whatnot bringing in you know deliveries supplies and all that? Well, the trucks are classified as essential services. Okay. So they are coming in, but now what's gone and happened over the last month or so 
the truck drivers and so on, we, we're they're screaming they don't have enough drivers for the trucks to bring the goods over. And the trucks that are getting in, of course, the drivers and their offsiders need to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But we've had instances, okay, one or two, but the thing is, as we know with this COVID-19, it spreads and we've had actually drivers in the trucks come across to find out that they um, are carriers of the of the strain. So they're as, they're they're, as, they're asymptomatic and they don't find out till Very they get much there. So, yeah. oh, okay. Exactly. And so what goes and happens is uh, we over this part of the country we've been very fortunate in the sense of the lockdowns. The last lockdown we had was about five days, and that was a, that was. Uh, four months ago and the longest lockdown we've had over here was for around about a 14 day period and that was last year but you're on tender hooks you just don't know where you're going to so it if actually I... feels when we're over here it feels like we're just living day by day just normal normal things but the thing is everything we're living in a bubble over here all right so that that was my question so within the borders you can move about freely but it's just, you just said it, it's the bubble. It's getting into the bubble. Okay, now I now I understand. I wasn't sure if you folks were on a constant lockdown or, but no, you're free to move about. And uh, what's what what percentage in that state are vaccinated? Uh, as on Friday night's statistics, uh, bear with me, to be exact, is 56.4 to be exact to wow be exact on friday night honestly yeah. i would i would have thought under those circumstances it would be higher no no we've got we of course we've got the um the three vaccinations the astrazeneca the pfizer and the medina now the moderna okay. that we can have yeah we don't have and astrazeneca yeah so we've got the Two doses, you've got to have the, first, the initial dose and then the second dose. But we've got 56.4, of the population that's been um, vaccinated. Now, our, our Premier over the weekend has gone and announced that most of the rest of the country is going to open up by Christmas across the board. Mm-hmm. We over here in Western Australia are going to stay closed. He has no intention of opening the borders. Well, that's... Uh... I'm not sure what to say. Uh, by the by, the way, your picture is frozen. That's okay. We've got your voice. That's that. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. I'm sure it'll come back. Maybe I got stopped at the border. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. You know, I'm trying to think how I would feel about it because I went through essentially seven months of. Well, I could walk out and, and go to my grocery store and all that and take care of the essentials. If I wasn't going, literally, if I wasn't going to the grocery store or going out for my daily walk, I was inside all, all the time. And, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it got to be, uh, look, I kept myself occupied and we, uh, you know, that's why we started doing a nighttime show. So Uncle Ed didn't go bouncing off the walls. But uh, it, I'm just surprised that... 50, only fifty six percent. It just are, are there a lot of anti vaxxers there? Or? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it's it's very very divided over here. My, oh my. Uh, we've only just in very recent times seen the anti-vax um, protests and so on. They're getting quite heavy and big in the east coast, but over here in Perth, we're, we're seeing uh, the protests are starting to to take momentum on that side of things. Right. We've gotten to the point where the premier. Uh, I think I sent a link to John, but you'll see in the news if you look up Perth and so on in regards to the COVID, our premiers had an even last night on Saturday night, we're Sunday night here now, uh, he's had death threats. There's been a, a guy arrested on Friday and the, the, the tactical police raided his house to find after the death threats to the premier he made and to a premier over east as well and to the prime minister, that he had a cache of um, firearms that weren't being kept locked away as they should be, and he's right. locked up now and going through the court system. <sighs> but that the, the the momentum of the anti-vaxxers is well. The, the problem is our premier, for instance, and I. You know, kudos to the guy; he's doing a very hard job. I'm vaxxed, fully vaxxed. My family is, and so on. So I have mm -hmm. no problems with that. But. We're being told one thing, and then the goalposts are changing two, three days later. We were told that from the beginning that the vaccinations will only be, will never be mandatory. And now, in the ever-changing world, we don't know where we're at. We don't know with the with the virus and so on. So, it, it's very fluid. The whole well, thing's very fluid. Well, it it has to be because the virus is fluid. Yeah. Because it, it mm. mutates, and people who don't want to get vaccinated catch it, pass it along, and, and all. Look, as you, I'm sure you're well aware, we have one or two people in this country who, who don't want to get vaccinated. Uh, you don't hardly really? see them except for every day and every waking moment. Uh, you know, my my take on the whole thing is: let's see, you smoke, you drink, you eat foods that can kill you in and of themselves, and yet you're afraid of a vaccination. I, I just well, this is I can't figure it out. That's political. I mean, I, to give it's you an political. Example, you, to give you an example, my industry, which I, I come from, uh, the taxi industry, and right. I also have a uh, what we call here a charter vehicle, a town car, and limousine service. Mm -hmm. We've seen now, the pictures through the authorities. <laughs> we through the authorities the other day, and the regulator. We all got an email from them. We get email updates that. We cannot, and there's a list just come out on Thursday gone, we in the limousine taxi industry and the rideshare industry cannot apply for hire, but come the end of December, if we're not vaccinated fully, we can't operate our business. We, we have to stop. And there's a big, big list of the various industries that before used to be exempt from it. And no, there's no one that's gonna be exempt from it anymore, and rightly so. Yeah, there's I mean, no. I've got clients. I've got clients who contacted me asking me if I was va vaccinated, and I said yes, I am. Here's my proof and all. And I turned it around on them and said, "Well, I've got to look. I've got to look after my health as well. Are you vaccinated?" And a few of them said, "Oh, well, do we need to be?" I said, "Well, doesn't it work <laughs> two ways?" Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't understand with something as as rudimentary simple as getting a vaccination look nobody's nobody is out here trying to say 
that the vaccinations are perfect. Absolutely not. We and we don't know. All I know is from what I have seen, everything that I have seen so far is that they are helping. They are keeping people out of the hospital. They are keeping people out of the morgue. Some people still may wind up getting, carrying the uh, virus. There's nothing that's said. There's nothing in there that have said in any study that the vaccination was going to stop the virus from actually from actually entering your body. Um, but it only makes sense to me that if you had 75, 80% of the population that was vaccinated, this wouldn't have a chance to mutate like it's, like it's doing now. Uh, I'm surprised 50 some, 50 some odd percent vaccinated in Australia. That's worse than we're doing here in America, which really surprises me. Yeah, no, that's 56% in Western Australia. Yes. In okay. the rest of the country, it's it still fluctuates through different numbers. Um, they were hoping to have 95% of us done by, well, New South Wales now is hitting in the 90%. Oh, It's only beautiful. taken a week or so that, to get the people harnessed and go get the vaccinations. To give you an example, now, people to talk, you know, the, the, the anti-vaxxers talk about it's poison in your system and so on. I'll give you an example. Um, in 2008, out of the blue, I was diagnosed with leukaemia. I had just came about and I was given six months to live. Ooh. Now, my doctor turned around to me and he said, we can do something here, but it's it's going to hurt. The, 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 the um, medicine's going to be worse than the actual cancer itself. So they went and got an approval and pumped me full of um, arsenic trioxide, which is oh, it's a poison. Oh, wow. So I've had, I've, had, I've had poison shoved into my body and I've come out the other end feeling pretty ratted, but I'm, I'm still here and I'm healthy now. So a little jab, two little jabs I had a couple of months ago is neither here nor there for me. It's like, right. like the flu jab. Hey, hey, Athan, are you familiar with one of our, our fine, fine politicians by the name of Senator Ted Cruz? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah I follow. <laughs> I, I, I keep myself abreast. And um, like you were talking about hearing the news in Australia and that, well, what you it, find with us down this side of the world, we keep ourselves abreast with what's happening in the rest of the world. Quite well, well, this happened this week, and I, and I had uh, I, I printed this out because I was going to touch base on it before I knew that you were going to be joining us today, but I feel it's very apropos. Ted Cruz sent, sent a uh, tweet out. Uh, I'll read it real fast here. I love the Aussies. The history of rugged independence is legendary. I've always said Australia is the Texas of the Pacific. The COVID tyranny of their current government is disgraceful and sad. Individual liberty matters. I stand with the people of hashtag Australia. Uh, now, he got a response from, uh, I think it was one of your politicians. But let, let me let me go, go through some of it here. You'll get a kick out yeah. of it. I, I don't have who it's from. Hey, Ted Cruz, good day from the Northern Territory in Australia. Here are some facts. Nearly 70,000 Texans have tragically died from COVID. There have been zero deaths in the territory. Did you know that? Vaccination is so important here because we have vulnerable communities. Uh, 
and the oldest continuous living culture on the planet. Did you know that? Let's see. Uh, it goes on to say, we don't need your lectures, thanks, mate. We know You know nothing about us. If you stand against a life-saving vaccine, then you sure as hell don't stand with Australia. I love Texas. Go Longhorns. But when it comes to COVID, I'm glad we are nothing like you. Yeah, pretty much. Look, if I want hang on, hang on one second. Ted, hang on one second. When you're talking about Ted Cruz and company, you know, I'd, if I really want to have a laugh, I'll go to Disneyland. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, but but the, uh, you got to hang on a second because we always play this when we talk about Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. That was uh, John John Boehner, yeah, yeah, yeah. former Speaker of the House. Uh, yeah, so. You know, I, it, it was just funny that he sends this out uh, aimed at you folks. And, you know, remember, this is a guy when his state was in um, mortal danger that last winter. Uh, the, one of the worst ice yeah, and snowstorms yeah. ever to hit. Where'd he go? Off to Cancun, baby, because that's what you do. That's what you well, do. he jumped on the plane with the family, didn't he? That's yeah. right. He sailed it out of there. I was protecting my girls. My daughters wanted me to go. That's what he said. I was doing yeah, it because yeah, of my that. kids. Really? What about all the other people's kids that were freezing to death? Oh, don't, I don't want to get started on that. But I just thought that, <laughs> again, it was apropos uh, since you're on here. Uh, well, so, how are look, you? Ed, you've how, got to understand that the politicians, they're, they're, they're set among themselves. Really. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh you know, right, across, right across the world, especially in the Western nations, it's very much... They wonder why we become apathetic to them, to tell the truth, and what they go and push forward, and especially those ones of Mr. Cruz's ilk. <laughs> well, it, with the, it's again. I I feel like I'm beating a dead horse when I say this, but it makes so much common sense. There is should be no. There should be no mandates. You should not have to have a mandate. This is this is simple. Now, if if your doctor can can prove or can say if your your doctor can say, listen, if you have if you get the shot, it could it be a detriment to your health. I understand that there are there are exceptions to every rule. There, but John, what you're saying is there there are certainly clear clear cut medical exemptions. That yes. that is not to be questioned, and a lot of those people would love to get the vaccination, but they can't. Mm-hmm. But the rest of us, no. the rest of us, there's no reason. There is it is it is so easy. It is free, for one thing. Here, uh, yeah, yeah, same here. It's free, and now vaccination centers are now walk in. We, we, you can have it done at the vaccination centres. You can have it done at the farmers, the local pharmacies. Right, the we have this. It's, a, it's readily available everywhere. So you don't you don't even have to wait. And right. they're, they're doing everything inducements to go in. I mean, you go in there, you're getting, being uh, silly things. Well, they're not silly, but you're giving the opportunity to get an orange juice or an apple juice whilst you're waiting <laughs> and so on. You're in there for half an hour of your time that's nothing absolutely nothing i i couldn't agree i think what it boils down to is a lot of the ones that don't want it don't like to be told that you've got to have it done that sort of boils down to um especially the youngest that and those just don't like to be told that you need to have something done if they were just i personally believe it's a lot political but i think a lot of these folks 
want a cure as opposed to doing something preventative. They want they want to say when they get it, oh, give me two pills, and uh, see. Once they get what 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 I've said this many times here. You you claim you don't believe in the science. You don't you don't know what's in this vaccine. Blah blah blah. You you contract COVID. And next thing you know, you're running to the hospital. Well, you don't know what they're giving you in the treatments for the COVID now, do you? Of course not. But now suddenly your uh, your belief system goes out the window because you don't want to die. No atheist in foxholes. Yeah, correct. Correct. I mean, there's a lot of things that we go and do in our daily business. We don't know what's actually being done to keep us safe and so on, and we don't need to know. We we take trust in those we put in those places and so on, whether it be the politicians, the medical researchers, right. whatever it may be. That's the job to find, a, whether it be a cure, prevention, whatever it is, to keep us safe and healthy. That's and right. We, and- we, we have... I mean, it's like someone jumping in my my town car. They get in with the assumption that they're going to have a safe ride. Correct. Absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And they they know nothing about you previously. No. And, and the hoops that I have to go to through to mm-hmm. to have that ability to offer that service. That is correct. They take it for granted, and that's what we've got to go and do with when it comes to our health of the. The, vac- the vaccine and the COVID-19. Well, I don't know if I said it earlier today. Obviously, I've said it often. But uh, remember, a lot of the folks who are anti-vax are the same folks that are smoking, drinking, and eating every type of food that, yeah, you know, that could kill them. You know, they're sitting at McDonald's uh, wolfing down uh, cheeseburgers. Mm. And, uh, oh, no, I, I don't know what's in that vaccine. Show me your degree in immunology that you would know what it was. These, when yeah. I've had discussions with people, at some point I will say, wait a second, you're not an MD, neither am I. Neither one of us have gone to medical school, so let's face it, neither one of us really knows what we're talking about. I just got to go on the good faith of the people that have been tasked to protect my sorry ass and keep me alive despite <laughs> despite pleas from the public otherwise uh to keep me going <laughs> well what's going to happen over here is the very extensive list of those that must be vaccinated by at the very latest of january next year if they aren't they won't be allowed to work but no. so the inducements haven't worked putting the carrot out in front try and get them to have the vaccine vaccine hasn't worked so therefore where is it going to hit them the hardest in the pocket that's correct so that's what, where you if go they're not vaccinated they won't be able to work it's as simple as that we have what carries the nation over here is the mining and resources sector so you go outside of perth into the countryside into the bushes we call it and you've got the gold the iron ore the gas offshore onshore nickel you name it what they rip out of the ground here carries this country those bhp billiton um Fortescue mining group uh, a whole lot of them rio tinto and so on their workers cannot go on site if they're not vaccinated now and these people that the the base wage in those resources sector for driving a truck Australian dollars we're talking now mm-hmm. is around about $150,000 a year. That's nothing. Way. You can go 
So not if they're the, not vaccinated, they're not, allowed, they're not allowed to get on the planes to go and work. Right. Well, we're getting so that. When you in the hip pocket, that's a different story. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. And it's been proven. Uh, sweet talking them and all that isn't working now. And we're doing that here as well. You're not vaccinated. You. This is part of your job requirements now. You don't have to get vaccinated. But if you're not vaccinated, it's just like having the proper... I've tried to explain this to a couple of people. I can't do my job without a particular level of license. Driver's license. Yeah. If I don't have that, I can't work. If I lose that, if I lose that level, then I can't work. It's just that mm-hmm. simple. Well, now there's a new requirement. You have to be vaccinated. If you well, choose... If you choose not to meet that requirement, that is on you. That is up to you. Yeah, Best yeah. of luck to you. And, you know, uh, and it's not even like in the old days, you might, but pre-COVID, you would say, well, we'll see you flipping burgers at McDonald's. McDonald's isn't going to let you work either. McDonald's doesn't want you to know. Exactly. You know, no, so. No. Well, uh, look, guys, I, I, I'm born here in Perth in Western Australia. In Australia. I'm a Greek background greek origin i'm first generation even my own family you know being greek i buck the system don't you worry about that i i'm the last person that conforms to the rules and so on my my wife was only telling me last night that she couldn't believe that i was one of the first of you know within our family and people we right. know that went and got as we call it the jabs right mm-hmm. and she said you know you'd be normally i'm the one that would won't wait in a queue, won't stand and will push my way or just mm-hmm. fuck it. But I said, well, it's it's a bigger picture here. It's it's not just my health. It's the health of my family. It's the health of the people and the citizens that I live with. You, I want yes. us to keep safe. It's as simple as that. For it's a- only common sense. It, it, that's what bothers me the most, but it's, it's common sense. With the exception yeah, yeah. of the few people still alive from the 1918 Spanish flu, or 1917 if you're right. Donald Trump, uh, none of us have ever seen anything like this before. This is this yeah, is I not. I, I mean, even AIDS didn't spread this fast, and that no. you had to well, you, you had to get go, down and. You can't go and take into account, you know, Lenin and Kim Il Sung and Kim Jong Il's lying in state. Yeah, that's a bit different. That one. <laughs> <laughs> These boys, they're being kept laying in state by, you know, the, the they were dem- they were dictators and so on. So they're, right. not, they're not alive. They've got poisons keeping them there to look at. That's right. That's right. Well, we uh, we do everything we can here to try to. I, I, it's unfortunate. I have the conversation with people on. I, I in my new my line my current line of work. I, there's a lot of people I'm around and. Most people see it for what it is. It's, you know, let's get the vaccination. It's nobody wants to wear a mask. Nobody wants to do any of this stuff. But like you said, it's for the greater good. And, I remember uh, in New York when you guys had those pop-up morgues all of a sudden in the beginning. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, By the way, was, I, that was. Athen, that was about a mile from where I live. Yeah, that was that, scary that, stuff watching that. That was the hospital that I go to for, for stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's where I got yeah. my vaccinations, as a matter of fact, the Elmhurst Hospital. Uh, yeah, so people have short memories. And, uh, you know, I I don't get into the discussion much anymore because, 
at least here, again here in the U.S., it's a, it's very politically motivated, and and you just can't seem to, I you can't get it through people's heads. Look, you were vaccinated as a kid to go to school. You've done things. You know the government tells you you got to do this, that, and the other thing. You know now at some point it's going to become a law. It's going to have to become a law. Yes. Uh, but again, you're right. The pocketbook is where people are being hit the hardest. I already know a, a number of people that had to quit where I am because they still refuse to get the vaccination. I know one person walked away from about a $200,000 a year job, 150, yeah. 200,000, because of, well, you can't make me. You're right. Once again, you're right. We can't and we won't. See ya. Let me ask you something if I could, Athen. Uh, law enforcement. We have... Uh, uh, in several communities here in this uh, country, we have uh, law enforcement who are uh, strapping down, and they don't—they don't, they don't want to get the vaccination for whatever reason. They don't want to have to be told that, to get the vaccination. Are you having the, those uh, same issues uh, where you are? No. Um, to cut a long story short, the police commissioners here in this country, right across the board in the various states and so on, uh, the police officers for law enforcement have to be vaccinated. Simple as that. And if they're not, they're out of a job. And really, unless there's some sort of underground side of officers there that are rejecting it and so on, we, we haven't heard that they are. You might find there's one that said no literally one in the country, maybe two in the country, the rest of them are just getting it done. The, the police officers, when you're in the vaccination centres, they walk in. When I took my son to get his um, vaccination, we went in, it took about 40 minutes. There was around about three, 400 people in front of us, but they were doing it in waves. So you, you were getting seen very quickly. But the moment a police officer, an emergency worker, fireman, ambulance, whatever came in, they were put to the very front of the queue, done within two minutes, and they were gone. So mm. there's no pushback from the essential... We call them the essential services. Right. Those people. There's no pushback from them, especially the law enforcement. No, it's all good. One, one part about the, all this that, that sticks in my craw, and John will, will uh, verify this, is how, how much are people... or how, Are there a lot of people claiming religious exemptions not here no, Good. no i'm happy so to not. hear that no. i because i don't wait because i don't understand what does it matter what god you believe in you're still going to pass the virus along i i, I don't if anything not so much religious it's civil there's the ones that are using some sort of excuse we had in once again melbourne a couple of weeks ago we had the trade unions from the building sector hold a rally outside the union office felt that they were betrayed by the union leaders because they were given exemptions so when melbourne and most of the country was locked down various sectors of employment such as the building sector was allowed to keep on working mm -hmm. now these guys have been told sorry you can't work unless you're vaccinated and of course we know what how strong unions can be depending <laughs> well. on what industry they represent um, they they went down to their union office and started wanting to 
theoretically wanting blood if you know what i mean right 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 it's well i i think we all agree that uh, it's unfortunate that this could have all been over a year ago but unfortunately and and we 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 take the uh, hit on this one because if knuckle nuts uh uh the big orange guy didn't start all this nonsense. I feel that worldwide, a lot of people would, you know, this wouldn't have turned into what it's turned into. It would have been bad. Don't misunderstand me. Uh, But I mean, we're well over 700,000 people now and it doesn't, you know, I've heard people say, well, they, they, they classify every death as COVID, even if it was just a minor, it doesn't matter if we've lost one person to it that could have been avoided. You know, and this, I think this is what people are not getting. We're trying to prevent, forget even if you die, just to contract. We've all heard stories. We've all spoken to people who had COVID, had it lasted about a week, and they, but they had a miserable, miserable experience with it. Who needs to go through that? And it doesn't mean you won't get it again, and even worse. Well, it's just like, like my friend, uh, like my friend Rod. Uh, he's been in the hospital now well over a month uh, from COVID, and he may never he he is going to survive it, but he's not going to be the same. He may very well be a vegetable. Sorry to use that term, but he this is he's got a long recovery ahead of him after this, and he is he, he now listen. I I, I preface this by saying. I have not spoke to his family, and I do not know whether or not he actually got the vaccination, but I highly doubt it. And he is of that mentality that he would not, he'd be the kind that would not get the vaccination. I could almost bet money on it. And uh, it's such a shame. I mean, uh, he he was one of the guys that we used to banter back and forth on Facebook all the time about, Politics about Trump, about guns, and yada yada yada. None of that matters. I would just love to have him alive to be able to have those conversations again. And I don't know if it'll anything will ever be the same with him again. Okay, John. Let's say I I had a friend of mine last Wednesday night, a town car driver, limousine driver. He mm-hmm. went home from work on Wednesday night. He had a five a.m. booking on Thursday morning. Didn't turn up to it. They didn't know what had happened. Phone calls went left, right, centre. Nine o'clock in the morning, a friend went to his house, called the police. They broke in so he wouldn't get in trouble or anything. And they found him dead on on the lounge. He'd he'd had a heart attack overnight, living by himself. Now, if you feel that you've got something wrong with your ticker, your heart or something, you go to the doctor. You get it attended to. It's, mm-hmm. it's all about preventative medicine, isn't it? It's not. That's that's the key don't word. Don't react when it's happened. You can prevent it. Mm-hmm. Do that. Now, my view is go get your jab. Have it done. What have you got to lose? What's the worst thing that can happen? You're going to die. So why why do you want to die? <laughs> you know? I'd You're like cut. to see the sun come up a few more times. <laughs> well, I, to my knowledge, I have not heard of one case of somebody dying specifically from the vaccination they got. No, no, I ha- haven't heard. Of, I haven't heard one case of it. 
there's some old, people have some I, miserable side effects. God knows I had miserable side effects <laughs> from it. But you know what? I was I was up and ready to go by the very next you know very next day. I I was I was uh, peachy, and I, t- I tell you, I feel better about it. Look, I don't I you know in in our professions, Athen, you and I especially now. We spend a lot of time around the public. We don't know what their vaccination status are. For fortunately, a lot of them are wearing masks. I will give you that. I'm going to say that about at least 95% of my passengers are in get in the vehicle with a mask on. So I give them that at least. But I don't know what yeah. their vaccination status is. I've got to do what I can do to protect myself and that should be the mentality that every individual out there has and again it's just common sense yeah that's right so as they say tapping out <laughs> yeah yeah sorry to, sorry to have woken and, you up john yeah well, and, thank you, and, you can't, and you can't go drinking too much bleach either can you no well no, no. Hey, hey, okay, I, as much as I, I've said this before, again, I'll say it again. I was watching live that day. As much as I don't want to defend him, he never said drink bleach. Never said it. He no, said, no, well, I'm not He, he said, yet. no, I was watching. <laughs> I was watching the press conference. I was watching it live. He said, I think it was injected disinfectant. He, I, I know yeah, it well, sounds, he, I, it's just as he, insane, he, but. Didn't he, didn't he turn to off-camera and look at anyone that was going to give him the answer he was hoping to get? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Dr. Birch. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. She, she was a nitwit anyway. But, uh, yeah, it turned to yeah. her, and she she just wanted to crawl into her own skin. Uh, she just, uh, yeah. wow, she, she was like, how did I get here and how do I get out? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Thanks for putting me in the gig. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, but no. Hey, good morning, Rolando. Thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, she was uh, the, the greatest, the, greatest the, the person most grateful that Trump was out of office was uh, Anthony Fauci. Because now he could speak yeah. up. Now he could do what he's doing. And, you know, look, we've been, we had the... When Trump got elected, this was my worst fear that we would have a major, major crisis and he would handle it poorly. And I hate to say it, but I was right. Uh, yeah. This this was not the guy, anybody else. Uh, the example I, I enjoy using is uh, George, George W. Bush. I didn't care for him at all, but on September 11th, he was my president. He was doing what he had to yeah. do for everybody, not just Republicans. He did it for yes. everybody. Again, not one of my favorite politicians on the planet, but if that t- at that time, he was my president, and he led. He did what he had to do. He led, uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to divide. But anyway, let's not get into American politics because... Uh, no, no, we can go uh, on forever on that one. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> So, Atu, what else is going on with you down there? And uh, it's summer down there right now, isn't it? We're ju- we're just starting into summer. Yeah, it's um the the good weather is just sort of kicking in with a few. We've got we had a beautiful weekend just go, and we've got a few rainy days coming this week. But 
we're all getting our backyards, our front yards, our swimming pools all ready for Excellent. summer. And we're, the only problem, see, the only problem down here, to give you an example, is they're telling us to do all our shopping early because no containers are coming in, into port. With the, mm. all, there's in Fremantle Port, just out of here, I live right near the beach, and I go to the beach and look at the um, ships out at sea there waiting to berth. And we've got around about 86,000 containers waiting to come into our city. Wow. How many boats is that? That's around about 32 boats outside. Wow. Uh, If you buy a brand new vehicle, whether it be a Toyota or whatever, at the moment, there's around about a between six and eight month delivery date if it's available. That's happening. As we know, the chips aren't there at the moment. That's happening here as well. if you're able to get a vehicle built, it's six to eight to 12 months maximum at the moment. Wow. Well, this is the world we live in now. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking to get another 15 years out of it. Then you can all, it can all go to hell as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just looking, I'm looking to retire at 70. I want to get a couple, couple years in after that. Beyond that, have at it, kids and kittens. Do what you got to do. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm hoping to have a front seat when the meteor hits. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, that, that's true. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I've dodged the bullet twice, so I'm not a cat. I don't have nine lives, and I'd like to keep on going for a few more years. Yet, I've, so. been, I've been there and done that. It ain't so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, uh we're good we're good guys we're all good <laughs> anyway anyway well uh oh yeah we were gonna you get you guys don't have lift down there do you no we don't no okay so we've got we've got a range of other ones we've got the uh you know the big one that is right no the need big to keep on advertising the name all the time and then we have a few offshoots we've got uh Diddy, which is the yes. Chinese one. We've got Ola. We've got then we've got some homegrown ones that just you know they you know what it's like. Everyone thinks they can jump on the bandwagon yes. and and yeah. they see one gypsy taxi come out there, so they reckon they can all do it, and it just I, doesn't work. So we've got a range of them. Right, and and we've John and I have discussed this on multiple occasions. From the outside, how hard could it be? I can drive a car. I mean, all I got to do is put gas in the car, right? Put a little petrol in yeah. and, and away we go. There's And I'll just be making money hand over fist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, boys. Come and show me to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, because Lyft, uh, Lyft has uh, finally joined its bigger brother in the... How many sexual assaults, John? Over four... What did, what did I say? Over 4,000. Yeah, this report came out. Uh, recently, so and that's the ones you know, and that's the ones you know about. That's so the ones we know about. Reported. That is yeah, correct, yeah. and it, and it's what's well, funny. Well, not funny, but now we all know we were all in the business long enough. You guys are still involved. I'm, you know, I'm out of it, but uh, we yeah. all knew drivers over the years who you know were getting themselves doing things they shouldn't do maybe these incidents weren't reported and i'm never to say that the taxi drivers of the world were not above this kind of sh- nonsense but mm-hmm. geez the reports that how how is this because there's no background checks for starters but uh 
how is it even if you say well half of these are just phony phony reports people just looking to get a free ride okay fine it's still a massive number yeah, we, we all had that didn't we 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 you'd get people complain that you took the wrong way you did right. this or that to get a free ride to get a discount we've you know we're seasoned at having that six <laughs> cents but I'm just saying, for the the amount of people that have filed uh, or, or made claims on Uber and Lyft and all of them combined of sexual assaults and all that, it just dwarfs any numbers I've ever heard about the taxi industry. Again, the taxi industry has that. It's It's a much smaller problem, though. I mean, it's a big problem if it happens to you, but we don't. The, the numbers were never there like this. Sure, you get one or no. two here and there, um, and all that. And but there's one word to it: regulation. Absolutely, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. There, there's no question about it. Uh, again, we could go on, on and on and on. Regulation and professionalism. I still stand by the statement that I think that a lot of guys got into. Uh, the ride share and we have friends that are uh, that follow us here and have been on this show from the ride share Ken Coons uh, all is yeah, all is forgiven yeah. <laughs> yeah. we I can't help but think that there weren't at least a percentage of them that got into this just to the looking for looking for their next hookup you know looking looking for that next ex-wife or whatever yeah well, it, it was a, a way to get out and socialize with people, people that probably would be staying in their grandma's basement otherwise. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, Appen, we're going to do what we call here an yeah. emergency bat turn. I'm not going to play the effect, though. So since we're uh, we're getting close to, to the top of the hour, and I, I want to lighten up the mood a little bit. So okay. as, as you're probably familiar, every week John and I pick uh, football games. John and Ed versus the spread. Do you know what? Would you like to join us this week? Would you like to pick a couple of games with us? I, I couldn't because I have I I know of your game, but I have no idea of <laughs> pick of a city, players of teams, and so on. Pick a city. Pick a city. Pick a city. Okay. Um, I'd have to go somewhere in. West Virginia. So what's what's in West Virginia? Who's <laughs> There's that nothing way? in West Virginia. <laughs> that's not okay. the Washington football team. No, no, no. That's Carolina. Where my fa- that's where my family lives in the United States, in West but, Virginia, in Morgantown. That's okay. Where. We're going to go with Carolina for you. That's the uh, team-based. Okay, Carolina yeah. is playing the, uh, the New York football Giants today. Uh, and Carolina is – they're favored – and I don't have the number in front of me. So, they're the visiting team today, the Carolina yeah. Panthers. And uh, uh, they're going to be playing. Are you familiar with the point spreads? No, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm all... Okay. No, the, point, yeah. the point spread is something that the, the bookies give to give uh, a competitive, to put money on. In other words, the team is... Oh, the odds. The yeah. odds, yeah. The team is, now Carolina is favored by three points. In other words, it's like the the New York team is starting with three points already on the board. So would you I like understand. to would yeah. you like to pick Car- the Carolina Panthers or the New York Giants? 
With the Giants, you All get right. three points. With the Panthers, you lose three points. I'll go with the underdogs. I'll go with Carolina. Uh, they're the favorites, actually. Carolina's the favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Give me the other boys. Give you the what? Give me the other team. I always like the underdogs. So. Oh, okay. You're taking the yeah. Giants then, plus three. I'll take the Giants. Well, then you should have been yeah. picking the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Leave my Dolphins alone. underdog. <laughs> that's no, my... I want someone that's going to be able to get out of the water, not, not drink. Hey! Oh! <laughs> You know, you know, up here in this part of the world, uh, when I get a shot from down under, it hurts more. It just hurts more. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, fine. We've got Athens. I bet he does better better than us, but not the computer. Probably. <laughs> I, think, I think sometimes ignorance is the best one, isn't it? Oh, well, that's, that's why you know, this show is... Uh... <laughs> that's how we've been used to the last five years almost. <laughs> Yeah, we live. When, you, when you're putting money down, it seems to be ignorance is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Athen, uh, we're gonna we're gonna okay. cut you loose here. I'm so glad you joined us today. Uh, yeah, take uh, care. Look, I'm sorry I froze up on the um, that's screen a, as well. That's a, no yeah. problem. That's all right. Like I said, it's. I didn't look, want to touch the buttons in case I got put out into the abyss. It's perfectly fine. Again, you got a hard border there. We got audio out. That's yeah. fine. Well, uh, once, <laughs> once again, we it's it's going through Russia. <laughs> as as yeah. always, as always, we we appreciate you being part of our little family here. And uh, next time, wear the hat. Well, actually, I was wearing it all day today. I had to wash it, so I was just about to say, "Oh, really?" The summer and this this nice yeah, shiny yeah. head that I've got. Yeah, don't Seriously, worry. We're the head of the day. There. <laughs> Thank, thanks again, Athen. We'll talk. What you need to do is get them as a, on a sombrero. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, uh, keep, we'll keep that in mind. We'll talk to Gil Christ okay. about Take that. Take care, guys. Take care, Athen. Thanks okay. again, pal. Right. Bye bye. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you there, Athen, for joining us. Uh, what's wrong with our screen here now? There it is. Oh well, that was a, that was a lot of fun. A, a lot of fun, it really was. Uh, by the way, uh, we do have a couple of people I know for a fact that are listening, watching, and everything. Seven five four. 800-CHAT-754-800-2428 is the number if you want to join in. we got a few more minutes here before the uh, the top of the hour. And Bill says, uh, nice interview. Thank you. And Rolando says basically the same thing. Thanks. Don't thank uh, us. We, thank Athen. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Exactly. Exactly. We had a, we had a great time with that. We, we like bringing guests into the mix here. Uh, uh, last week, I had uh, when I was doing solo, had two guests that uh, pretty much carried me through the whole thing. That was that was a lot of fun because those were pre-recorded uh, segments, and I got to sit back and just kind of watch the thing. Actually, even even the football picks was pre-recorded. Three quarters of the show was pre-recorded, and I well, oh my god, I well, put well, the more... feet up on the desk and had a great time with it. Well, more than that, if you count the fact that we had to do the picks twice because somebody didn't press the record button. Yeah, well, you know. John. Can I say? Now, yeah, right. Okay. 
Speaking of last week, I don't know if I should bring this up now or wait till the next hour. Oh my god, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna bring it up now. Now, and if we need to go into hour number two to bring so it then, out, so be it. So in John's interview with what was the lovely young lady's name? Uh, Cleo. Cleo. In John's interview with Cleo from uh, Topless Topics. It it came out that a member of this this radio station's executive staff has been or will be or is currently part of the uh, clothing optional crowd. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I just, hey, well, you about said it 30, on the radio. Yeah, well, there you go. About 30 years ago. I, I lied. When I, was, when I was doing the interview, I told her it was 20 years, but I realized that's not the case. About 30 years ago now, I, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was part of that. It started out, I, it started out with the fact that I love going to, uh, to clothing optional beaches. Perf. I love swimming. I love swimming nude. Perf. I, yeah, it is what it is. Nothing perverted about it. How do you how do you think you, how do you think your great 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 grandpappy uh, when when he went down to the swimming hole? How do you think that uh, we, did, we didn't go to the swimming uh, hole? We were in the Netherlands. Oh well, they you mean tell me they didn't have swimming holes there? I'm not telling you nothing. Okay, <laughs> I mean it, it's silly. I mean we've, we've over sexualized nudity here. No, I. The, in all seriousness, I'm going to cut you off here. It was just... That's what you best. It was just... I wasn't expecting it when I heard it. I knew I, I knew I, it would floor you. It, 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 now, not to say that I have not been to a clothing optional beach. I have. And uh, my buddy, who was, uh, who was a, a, a naturalist, uh, he had been inviting me for years. One day I said, okay, let's, uh, let's go. He was. He said, "I was quite proud of you. You just, you just dropped your arm, and that was it." And I'll tell you what. Except for the strippers at the end of the day on the beach running around, you're right. It wasn't highly sexualized at all. But seriously, the strippers showed up, and uh, man, that was. Uh, I'm I'm having flashbacks now. I'll be back in a minute. Oh, good lord. <laughs> No, I, 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 um, I, I totally agree with with anybody. Now, look, I, I, am not saying that everybody should walk down, be able to walk down the sidewalk with their junk hanging out or anything like that. But we have over overly sexualized women's breasts for a long, long time. You remember, as Cleo said, back in the early 1900s, even men could go swimming. Uh, with uh, uh, with uh, without a shirt on, so I wonder what happened. But anyways, more on that. Maybe maybe not in hour number two. We're gonna take a little break, so we'll be back. You're listening to the Texas Hour on Radio GFI.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. As the executor of Mr. Muldoon's estate, I have been empowered to read Mr. Muldoon's last will and testament. Well, get on with it. The bar's open soon. <laughs> oh, poor dear Arthur! Ah! Oh, there, there, Jenny. God, how predictably boring. I never work for a kinder man. If we are all seated, I shall proceed with the reading. I knew it. <laughs> I, Arthur Durham Muldoon, being of sound mind and body... That's a laugh. <laughs> ...do hereby divide up my considerable estate as follows. To my overly emotional sister, Jenny... <laughs> Jenny, darling, he's talking about us. ...who grubbed with her husband, Hank, grubbed for everything they could get from me, and then cried crocodile tears when I needed sympathy. What? To Jenny, I leave a boot to the head. A what? Jenny, are you okay? And another boot to her wimpy husband, Hank. Ow! <laughs> this is an outrage. Ah, uh, but still, you are my sister. You have both admired my Rolls Royce, and since I no longer need it... Oh, dear Arthur, he's too kind. I bequeath another boot to the head. What? Ow! <laughs> and one more for the wimp. Ow! Next to my alcoholic brother... Hey, I don't want no boot to the head. To dear Hedge, who has never worked a day in his drunken life... I'm covering up my head. I leave my wine cellar and three crates of my finest whiskey. Really? And a boot to the head. Oh! And another for Jenny and the wind. Oh! Oh! Next, to my know-it-all nephew, Ralston... This is so predictable. I leave a boot to the head. Oh, I knew it. And one for Jenny and the wind. This takes care of family obligations. And now to Mrs. Mulroy. Oh, I don't want nothing. Who took care of me faithfully these many, many years. Who cared, made me laugh, brought me tea. Oh, I didn't mind. To Mrs. Mulroy, I bequeath a boot to the head. Oh. And one for Jenny and the Wimp. Ah. Oh! And so to my cat mittens, I leave my entire vast boot to the head. And finally, to my lawyer, who has helped me on this will, I leave not a boot to the head, but a rabid Tasmanian devil to be placed in his trousers. Oh! oh. And, and, and I leave my entire estate of $10 million to the people of Calgary so they can afford to move somewhere decent. That's it? That's disgraceful. Yeah, okay. There's one last thing for everyone. Cover your heads, everybody. <laughs> I leave everyone a lifetime supply of ice cream. Ice cream? Ice cream. Ice cream. That's all? That's all. Well, what flavor is it? Boot to the head. Oh! 
In movie shows, people smoking in bed, people voting Republican, give them a boot to the head. Welcome back. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI Streaming Network. Once again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I am John Shannon. And from Queens, New York, for those who are new to the show, I've never actually met this guy in person, believe it or not. We've had this long-distance relationship for the last five years, almost. Anyways, it is the one, the only, Ed Van Ness once again. Good morning, sir. Oh, you're talking about me? Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's certainly all news to me. We've never met in person. Jeez. We've never met in person. How do we manage this? Good morning, kids mm-hmm. and kittens. Welcome back. Uh, again, we'd like to thank our pal Athen uh, for joining us and spending the hour one with us. We'll get to all our other silliness that we normally would do an hour one shortly. Pop-Tart. And, and he bitches at me if I decide to eat while we're uh, doing this. Because you chew like a cow. Excuse you? Really? There's no excuse for me, and we all know that. Well, this is very, this is very true. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what so, do you say? What do you say? We... We dive into this uh, foray of pigskin procrastination. No, no, no. <laughs> what? Pigskin procrastination. Why I oughta? It may. It may as well be. Let's face it. <laughs> no one is procrastinating anything here, sir. Not yet, anyway. Okay, I'll take your word okay. for it. Okay, okay. So, in other okay. words, you want to. <laughs> so, you want to do this now? Is this what I'm hearing? Yes, yes, let's do this. You're ready for this now? Ready as I'm going to be. Okay. Oh, right now. Yeah. 
now. Anytime. Come on. Any, anytime. Well, how about Bobby. 20 minutes from now? That'll be anytime. Good Lord. Why me? Why not? It's time for John and Ed versus the Spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin. Prognostication. Prognostication. Thank you. Thank you. Each week. Each week, John, too many men on the field, Shannon and Gerald, the supercomputer who wore tennis shoes, and I will choose professional football games and select winners using the point spreads. At the end end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. We can earn extra points by going for it with a two or three point conversion, if we have the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen. What's a virgin have to do with this? Ladies and virgin. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Well, 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 Mr. Annoying. Mr. Annoying John Shannon. I do. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's start things off, shall we? Let's look at, at the leaderboard where we are, uh. We're being beaten. Not we're not yet trounced, but beaten by a computer. Uh, we ended last week. John and I tied for last place with six points. And Gerald, the supercomputer who wore tennis shoes, is leading the pack. Excuse me. I'm having a, a, a mild issue here. There we go. That's the one I'm looking for. Uh... He's leading the pack with seven points. Last week, let's take a look at last week's numbers. Oh, look at that. That's not last week. Oh, I did it again. I messed up. I, I done messed up. That was supposed to be last week's numbers, and and it's not. So I have to read it off the... So last week, John picked up uh, one big point. Uh, he would have picked up two big points, but he decided to get greedy. By betting, going for two with Jacksonville against my Miami Dolphins, and uh, you would have picked up a second point there, Pally boy. Uh, yeah, good old hey. I, I was looking to as much look to rub as much salt in the wound as I possibly could do, could muster there. So now I also picked up one point. Uh, the Cincinnati Bungles destroyed the Detroit Lie Downs. Uh, 34-11. And this is going to be important later on in my picks. You'll see. And that, Now, Detroit got trashed by 23 points. Meanwhile, Gerald, Gerald picked up a point with the Monday Nighter. He, uh, he, he took Seattle plus five. Uh, Pittsburgh only won by three. So there you go. Gerald picked up a point. And, and this is where we stand right now. We are all pretty much... In a, in a wee bit of a tie. In a wee bit of a tie. So let's get to this week's numbers. That's... Oh, there's the week before. No. I'm confused. There we go. This oh, is our... This is the right one. This is the current one. All right. John, let's... Uh, as we take a look at this, 
Let, let's, uh, oh, wait a minute, Gerald, you got something to say? Good morning, gentlemen. How does it feel to be losing to a computer? Ooh, harsh words. Harsh words from Gerald. John, go ahead with your first pick. My first pick. <laughs> first off, this was this was tough for me because my Vikings uh, have the week off. They're playing that they're they're playing that bye team, a game a game that they will definitely not lose. But uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a tie with bye. Ooh, like that? Ooh, like that? Anyways, I'm gonna take the first game. I'm gonna uh, go through is the Kansas City Tennessee game. My Kansas City Chiefs are four point favorites uh, going into uh, Tennessee. I don't like that. I just, Kansas City just isn't the same thing. It's uh, it's Mahomes and nobody else right now. Maybe a little Kelsey, but it's really nothing. Too uh, too impressive so far. I'm gonna take Tennessee getting four points at home against the Chiefs. Yeah, you're not really having a lot of faith in your chefs this year, are you? Well, no, they're not showing me a whole lot. So or your Vikings. I'm uh, I'm gonna start off the week. Uh, I'm gonna take uh, the Patriots are giving up seven points at home against the Jets. 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 I don't care that the Jets have won one game in a row. <laughs> I think Mac Jones is playing so well. Consider, I mean, the Patriots are like two and four, three and three, something like that. But I, there's still, but John and I are better than the Jets. So uh, that's where we stand with that. Let's get Gerald's first pick. My first pick this week is the Chicago Bears getting 11 and a half points over the Tampa Bay Brady bunch. How about that? The Tampa Bay Brady bunch. Gerald's getting a little. It's his second week on, and he's uh, he's getting a little antsy there, isn't he? He's uh, <laughs> he's developing a sense of humor. There he Please. is. <laughs> Go ahead, John. With your Please. second pick. My second pick is going to be the Green Bay Packers hosting the that Washington football team. I am. I, I think it's it's plain to see that the Packers are getting to be the class of the. NFC Norris division and uh, eight points I, I could have almost went double on this one I think I'd really take the Packers I, I'm going to take the Packers giving up eight points I don't know the, you know those eight points worried me I think I took these I think I took Washington on my personal picks my second pick is uh, involving the other New York team uh, the, uh, the Carolina Panthers Come here to the to the Meadowlands, the Metrolands, visiting the New York Football Giants. I am taking Carolina, giving up the three points. By the way, coincidentally, this is the game that Athen picked. He's taking the Giants, uh, getting three points. So this ought to be interesting. Gerald he likes those underdogs. <laughs> he likes those underdogs, and he doesn't know a thing about football. And I get a feeling he's going to prove that he knows more than we do. Uh, I think you're right. Gerald, let's hear, let's hear from Gerald for his next pick. Okay, next, I'll take the visiting Colts, plus four, over the San Francisco 49ers. There you go. I think that's the hmm. Sunday night game this week, so uh, good for you, Gerald. John, let's hear your final pick. I can't believe it. I'm going against all better judgment here. <laughs> As Tua, Freya, and the, and the gang are hosting the Dirty Birds from Atlanta. 
Now, we got to clarify this. Are we going with two points or two and a half points? On we're, we're going with... Actually, it showed two and a half, so we're going to go with two and a half. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so, Atlanta's a two and a half point favorite. I think the Dolphins might do it, folks. This I think this is their time. I'm going to take the Dolphins and get two and a half points. And if you uh, if they lose this game, I'm referring I'm referring Starkist right back to that tuna tank there in, in Miami. So that joke was old the first twelve times you told it last week. Yeah, well, get ready. It's going to happen another twelve times. Taking taking my well, at least you're taking my Dolphins. Uh, your, your, your confidence is inspiring, sir. I will pass that along to the team. My final pick of the week, I, I, I really struggled on a third pick this week. There are a lot of big dogs this week. Lots of big dogs. Big dog! Uh, big dog! Woof, woof. That's correct. And Arizona's playing great. Uh, they're kicking ass. Then they are taking names. And I just needed to, I needed to reach out for something. So uh, I'm getting 18 points with Houston <laughs> over the Arizona Cardinals. And let me tell you what, I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> I, I struggled on my personal picks. I looked at that game and I kept going back and forth on it. Do I, you know, just the Texans, uh, you know, are stinking out the place this year. And, and the Cardinals are not. So, all right, those are our picks. Uh, Gerald, what do you got for your final pick? You guys are making this too easy. Finally, the Detroit Lions head to Los Angeles to play the Rams, getting 16 and a half points. I like those Lions. Good luck, gentlemen. I thank you, Gerald. Always, always a gentleman. So let's recap. <laughs> John is. Uh, He's, he's taking Green Bay, giving up eight points at the uh, Frozen Tundra. Well, not so Frozen Tundra, Flambeau Field. Uh, he's given up completely on his Kansas City chefs. Great googly moogly. Taking the four points with Tennessee at home. And finally coming to his senses. Taking the Dolphins, getting two and a half points. And by the way, I gave him an extra half point uh, over the uh, visiting Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons. Meanwhile, uh, I'm taking the. Uh, I'm, I'm giving up on the hometown. I, I what am I saying? Giving up? I gave up on them 40 years ago. I'm taking the Patriots, giving up seven, uh, hosting the New York Jets. Carolina comes here, here where I am, to visit the New York Football Giants. Uh, I'm taking Carolina, giving up three points. Meanwhile, our pal Athen is taking the Giants getting three points so this will be interesting finally for myself it's uh <laughs> man used to get 18 points a very uncomfortable 18 points i don't feel like <laughs> finally gerald gerald went, went with some big dogs this week he's taking uh chicago getting 11 and a half points against this he says the uh tampa bay brady bunch uh in tampa the Sunday night game, uh, the Colts visit the 49ers. Niners! Uh, he's taking the Colts, getting four points, and finally, finally, man, it's another big dog. The Detroit Lie Downs uh, visit Los Angeles to play the Rams, getting 16 and a half points, excuse me. And <clears throat> Gerald likes those, uh, likes that 16 and a half points. So that's going to do it for this week, kids, for uh, John and Ed versus the spread. 
enjoy the games this week. And remember, if you're going to bet real money uh, on these games, when it comes to taking advice, John, what should they take advice from us? John's muted, so we'll, we'll find out later. Oh, sorry about that. That happens, seems to happen at least once a show here. Have you noticed that? It's a, it's a thing we're doing. Should they take our advice, John? Uh, maybe Gerald's. Maybe Gerald's advice. That could be. And that's going to do it for John and Ed versus the Spread this week. And uh, for those of you listening live, we will lay in the music later. Uh, okay. Okay, that's it. I'm, uh, I, I am cautiously optimistic about the Dolphins today. I think they got a shot mm-hmm. against the Falcons. Then again, I thought they had a shot really against everybody so far. Uh, well, who was it that picked them to go uh, to win the division? Uh, something about the, he wanted to hedge your bet or some damn thing and wanted to. Uh, uh, you, sure. you were just gung ho. You were just gung ho. Of course, they you were. Know, I was gung ho against the, uh, for the Chiefs too. So. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, both they were preseason. They were the team. They were the team to beat, man. I mean, they had it all going on. And remember, I, I've been watching them forever and ever and ever. So it was, you know, to see what we've been doing, see where we've been, see where we are, where we were at the start of the year. And it, it's just been, I mean, the 35 to nothing bashing we took at the hands of the Bills while unpleasant, was not unexpected. But to lose to Jacksonville by by a, a really cheap field goal that this guy had no business make. Look, you can't complain about a last-minute kick like that because we should have been beating the tar out of him the whole game. It never should have come down to a field goal. And uh, somebody left comments for us. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you, Bill. Yes, the rocket, part, the rocket scientist part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of work goes into that, Fancher. I want to. I want you to know a lot of work goes into that. All righty, uh, your boy sits here and produces that segment every Saturday night. There's work involved, and if you don't like it, it don't matter. Just keep watching it. There you go. We Absolutely. got stuff, John. We got stuff that normally would be in our in hour one. What do you say we get to some of this stuff? Let's want to go ahead and get some of this here. Yeah, I still want to talk about Twitter jail, though. So. Oh, that's right. Well, stop the presses. Stop the presses. It's, uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Let's talk about this. Yes, it's true. Thank you. That's a little better. Uh, yes, your boy, known on uh, Twitter as uh, Shannon Radio TFI, uh, has been uh, jailed. First, it started out with just a 12-hour sentence. I go back to uh, go back to uh, log in after the 12-hour. Uh, actually, I gave it 13 hours come back to find that now I have a week long sentence they piled another week on top of this on top of the 12 hours they heard you shib the guy in the shower 
Yeah, well, that it could it could very well be. John's in but the pokey. <laughs> He's in the pokey. So, you're in the jailhouse now. You're in the jailhouse now. Gonna be somebody's but, prison, bitch. <laughs> so it was all it was all over this tweet here, folks. Where uh, I I said the. Uh, you see, well, let, let me read the tweet real quick. RS, at RSB Network, as you seem to be the communications proxy for Donald Trump, pass along this message, if you would. Fuck off and die, Trump. Well, they didn't they didn't like that too much. I don't, I don't like know it. if uh, I don't know if it got reported. Uh, I I really I don't know. You see, here's the thing. Okay, Donald Trump supposedly has been banned from social media. Uh, no, no Twitter, no, uh, no um, Facebook. Supposedly, he's starting his uh, his uh, new uh, uh, social media endeavor here uh, sometime in 2022, and we don't know. It's already people are already messing with it, so. Uh, I think it's funnier than hell. But meanwhile, okay. So Donald Trump is no longer on Twitter. So instead of him being able to tweet directly, he has messages that are being picked up by certain uh, by certain Twitter feeds. One of them is is um, RSB Network, and I think it's called. Uh, right side, and there's one other word in there that I, I don't know. But it's RSB Network, RSB Network. Who uh, every time Trump puts out one of his statements, um, and it when it's on when it's on the Twitter, it looks a little something like this. He'll say it's a, a they'll tweet a statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America. And it'll go on. It'll and it'll show whatever Trump, whatever garbage he was uh, spewing. So uh, I finally had enough of it. I finally had seen. Unfortunately, the only reason I even saw it because I don't I don't follow RSB Network, but unfortunately, I do have a couple of other accounts uh, on Twitter that I tend to. One of them does follow. They're a little bit more right-leaning, and they follow this garbage. And so I uh, I happened to see that tweet, and I'd had enough. I'd, I'd just... If Donald Trump is supposed to be banned from Twitter, then forget this proxy stuff. Forget this whole idea of, okay... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take it upon myself to tweet out something whenever he makes a statement. That is really no d- different than if Donald Trump was making that tweet himself. You can't tell me that there isn't something under the table where Trump knows and approves of the fact that this RSB network is forwarding his tweets to the uh, to the mass meet, you know, to the mass uh, to the audience of uh, social media. And I can tell you that. I can tell you that. 
You can. Okay, yeah. do tell. He's a former president. Any statement he puts out is construed as news. Well, then why isn't the rest? Why aren't? Why isn't ABC or CNN or Fox News even? Why aren't they? They don't print every. Right they don't show everything that happens in the world. Well, I'm Look, telling I, you that I, I think I think that this is a little under the table John, deal. I want to see him crawl into a hole and die. Okay. That being said. If I'm a if I'm a news outlet, or even if I'm not, okay, we could put it out there. Uh, this this is newsworthy in in our editorial opinion, and we're going to share this with the world. Do I agree with it? No, but that's that's the that's the basis that they're standing on here, and which is why you're uh, you became somebody's prison bitch. Well. It, it's it's like I like I was saying uh, uh, pre-show. I think I'm I, I think I'm going to keep it. I've, um, so far, Twitter hasn't given me any grief about basically using the same email address and uh, the same information that I've used on the on the primary account. I don't like the fact that uh, gone are are the or what have I got about twenty two hundred uh, followers, which is peanuts but still you know for a schmo like me without a blue tag without a blue check mark that's not bad uh well then I, what i lost all that now hold on a second uh-huh now when you are released and they give you your 20 bucks and your and your new suit and take you to the bus station you just go in and you change the name you've done it before we both did it the same day that's a good point thank you that's what i'm here for i'm here for the good points you're here for the bad points but uh, there's only one only one other thing that oh one other more. thing i want to point out with that I'm, I'm sure there's more than one well the fact is is what i have done now is i have gone through i've gone through the list of people that I follow and I've gone through my list of followers from that old account mm -hmm. and I've got I've had a chance to say to myself well why am I following this person why am I following that one you know it's just over the you know over time I've had that account for over 10 years over time you pick up uh, you pick up followers and, and you, pick, you wind up following people that you know they don't ever have anything constructive to say, or they're, or all they're doing is laying out a bunch of spam, and you know, and I haven't done a good job over the years of, of pruning it, if you will, so to speak. Well, now I've got, yeah, uh, now I've got, I've got a chance to. Now I've got, I, I will go and I will uh, go through the list a few more times, and I'll go see if there's a follower or two or somebody that I was following before that. That yeah yeah I'd like to hear from this person, but I think I'm gonna leave things the way they are. I All like right. it. I, I, we'll talk about it some uh, more off air. I have a few ideas for you. You always do. I always do. I always come through for you, whether your pants are on or not. Yeah yeah exactly. So so look, we're gonna have problems here down the road because as an ex-con, you know we have to. There are certain things that have to be taken into account. Now, you 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 won't have full access to 
at the transmitter room. Uh, you're only going to be allowed on the first two levels of the vault. We can't let you down where the sensitive stuff is. Uh, that's, you know, hey, look, you made a mistake. And I, I, I change I, the locks, bitch. <laughs> I, see, and this is why. This is why nobody wants to hire ex-cons. You're not, you're not technically, you're an escapee right now, okay? Somebody call the FBI or somebody call the, the TBI, the Twitter Bureau of Investigation. Let's, uh, let's get him on the phone. John's going to crumble every time he hears that sound now. They found me! <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's, so, it's so funny with, with, with Twitter because, and, and look, I've said it myself many times, it's their game, I broke their rules. I, be, I will be the first one to admit it. You're a I bad boy. Oh, I got carried away. Exactly. Look, I make no bones. I've said it. I've said it more than once on this show. I think that Donald Trump should succumb to lead poisoning, and uh, that's if it weren't for the fact that it would make him a martyr, I, I would be all for it. <laughs> Don't get nervous over there. <laughs> Look, I, I'm waiting for the Secret Service to kick my door down, just because I'm associated with it. All right, let's. That's enough of that. Let's talk about some real knuckleheads, okay? You're just a part-time knucklehead. Uh, by far and away, as much as enjoyment as this man has given me over the past couple of years, Mike Lindell has finally, finally hit knucklehead rock bottom. Why is it? This is different now than before. That when we get there, we're launching it two days before Thanksgiving. You know why? So that the whole world's going to be watching. Now, are they going to accept it that day? No. But guess who's going to talk about it for four days over Thanksgiving? Every person in the world, not our country, everybody's watching for this. Those nine Supreme Court justices, they're going to sit back and go, um, are we going to accept this? They're there to protect our country. They've lived the American dream. They see it was attacked by a foreign country. They're going to say, bring it on in, Nine zero to look at it. First off, is he sitting in a display case in uh, in Office Depot? Uh, second of, <laughs> second of off, the rest of the world does not celebrate our Thanksgiving. Yes, Bill, you're correct. Put the pillow over his face. Third off, the Supreme Court is not sitting there waiting for you. That's not how it works. You just don't ring up the Supreme Court and say, hey, I, I got a case for you. It don't happen that way. And fifth, or whatever number we're up to, Supreme Court is not in session that week. Somebody, look, this man, this is his new addiction. His first addiction was crack cocaine. Now it's, uh, how's this nonsense? Now it's, just, now it's just being an idiot. And he's but he's very good at it. But, I mean, I just... That was the first time when I saw that video, I looked, I said, my God, he's, he's at Office Depot. I'm sure there's a, a, a skinny kid with a earpiece named Seth calling his manager. Oh, boss, there's a guy sitting in the uh, office section. We, we can't get him to leave. You know. And I have a theory, by the way, about the whole thing with crack cocaine. Let's face it, he does have, he does have a few million dollars in, the, in his coffers. You know, crack Crack cocaine is a cheap man's high, uh, so uh, or a poor man's high, excuse me. 
He's probably moved on to uh, bigger and better things, and that's oh, yeah. why he's still still an idiot. You can't tell me he's kicked any kind of addiction. He's just moved up. It's a different addiction. No, that's all it is. Yeah. Different. Hey, while we're at it, let's let's talk about another another one of the gang that couldn't shoot straight, getting his ass handed to him by uh, Representative Jamie Raskin this week. Do you oppose the use of criminal contempt charges against people who refuse to testify before Congress? No, we've used it. I mean, we we uh, we uh, uh, contempt Lois Lerner after a year of hearings and investigations. You sure did, didn't you? You Lois said the Lerner. U.S. attorney had a legal duty to go to the grand jury, didn't you? Well, it says shall. When 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 uh, when the Congress voted for contempt, it says shall go to the grand jury. That U.S. attorney did it. That's right. And he you also go. said you, the U.S. attorney unilaterally decided to ignore the will of the House of Representatives. It's true. You said Mr. Manchin was legally bound to convene a grand jury, but indeed he ignored his obligation and unilaterally decided to ignore the will of the House of Representatives. Do, don't you think letters. it's important that when we're exercising our Article I powers to get the evidence we need in order to legislate, that people obey the subpoenas of the United States House of Representatives? You used to believe that, Mr. Jordan. Do you no longer believe that? Da ba da ba da ba da ba da. Jim Jordan. These these people are so easy to trip up. Well, these 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 people are supposedly educated men and women. Jim Jordan. Well, I'll take that back. It wasn't Lord Lauren Bobert, Bobert or whatever the hell her name Bobert. is. Uh, I think she uh, I think she dropped out in about eleventh grade, if I'm not mistaken. Speaking of Lauren Bobert, we're gonna crack open that bag of chips. He's talking oh. about Lauren Bobert. I love Lauren Bobert is so dumb. How smart do you have to be to work here? I was ignorant. That's Lauren Bobert, a member of Congress from Colorado. Maybe we need to start having background checks on hammers. She's not bright. This is just a publicity stunt. She dropped out of high school, but eventually got her GED, despite not being able to spell GED. They are terrified of me and people like me. I was ignorant. Her husband was arrested for showing his penis to underage girls at a bowling alley. It's kind of a game of whack-a-mole. And Bobert was arrested for fighting with cops and charged again when she didn't show for court. We've got to fight. She hates socialism, but brags about how she used to get free cheese on welfare. She denies that masks work and thinks the vaccine's a conspiracy. Don't come knocking on my door with your Fauci outie. While people in her district are still dying. Lauren Bobert's Colorado Congressional District is now a COVID hot zone. Her big thing is guns. She was part of the insurrection, giving tours to these monkeys and telling them how to find Pelosi. They're afraid of you. Lauren Bobert is dangerously dumb. This America first agenda. And she's just warming up. I love the poorly educated. Then she's your girl. Goddamn right. The revolution. There you go. There's there's your girl. Well, I bet she just thought she was making hay with that whole don't come knocking at my door with your Fauci ouchie. I bet she just thought that that was... She was the bee's knees. She thought she was, uh, she was up there at Ed Van Ness comedy level there. Now, I'm not sure. You know, look, I've already been hit once from down under. Literally down under uh, today. And I don't know if I want to take this from a jailbird. Uh, yeah, well... Guess what? Oh, look, John. It could be the tweet police. <laughs> your ass is mine if I wind up getting kicked off of this. Uh, That's what scares me because you're an ex-con. You're, you want to toss my salad. And anybody out there that knows what that means, I'm sorry for you. Uh, either you know or you don't. <laughs> Pretty much. But do you not know? No, you don't know. 
You don't. Seven five four eight zero zero chat. Seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you would like to join into this mix, we'd love to talk. Do you even have the phone plugged in? Yeah. Who cares? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I just 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 checking. Yeah, yeah. Keep checking. Just. Just making sure here. All right, we're gonna we're gonna dip into the bag of chips one more time because you know, Chip Franklin, it's like Lay's potatoes chips. You, nobody can have just one. Donald Trump is making a social media comeback. Trump is no longer on Facebook or Twitter. It's a sham. Because he's a sociopathic liar. Rigged election. Whose lies led to violence and an insurrection. <laughs> which led to deaths and a nine-month-long investigation. After documented falsehoods while president... Believe me, believe me, believe me, believe me. Pig muscles only form of communication is this stable of butt monkeys. From Mar-a-Lago. But now Trump is launching his own social media empire. Well, it's an empire in the same way Rudy is a lawyer. Don't do this. To me. Trump's version of Twitter is called Truth Social, which is like calling Steve Bannon a metrosexual. Will it be successful? Well, that depends. If by success you mean watching Republicans further descend into the pasty jowls of flaxen old white men, well, then I guess it's a hit. But the truth is this. Truth Social will neither be truthful or social, but instead it'll do the previously thought to be impossible. Make us miss Mark Zuckerberg. You're with prostitutes peeing on each other. Damn right. You're in a lot of trouble, Donnie. Where is Kamala? High five. <laughs> Go ahead. So, I it, it made me think about something again. Again, with this, uh, with this whole deal with uh, with Twitter. Um, now, I, I I've told you that I have gone on to this other platform, this Gitter. Gitter done. Yeah, Gitter done. Yeah, Gitter there you done. go. No play on words there, but I will give them credit for this. They. Uh, I have been a lot nastier on that platform and have not had any ramification. To my knowledge, I haven't logged on to it in about a week. So, mm-hmm. But uh, they are a lot more tolerant. Here's, here's, here's the problem. When a social media organization, Facebook or Twitter, tries to start regulating things, they wind up regulating things and, some, and, and people and things slip through the cracks. I'll guarantee you that out there in the Twitter's out there in the Twitter world, there are people every day who are a lot nastier, a lot more vile than my little tweet was. I made one statement. Now, if I had I been constantly barking up the tree for 15 minutes after after making that statement, I could understand maybe get I made I can understand them getting a little unnerved. I made one statement. Yeah, but John, it's like saying I only shot one bullet. One thing can do a lot of damage. I'm not saying they. I'm not saying they should have, you know, suspended your account or anything like that. I mean, they let Trump go for years and years and years. Good Lord, yes. And uh, you know, look, they're they're a private company. The service is free to you, mm-hmm. and they will decide where and when, uh, or even if to have you part yes, of their yeah. service. Now, as long as they're not going in and editing content and changing content, because that would be a whole nother thing. But if I don't want you coming into my swimming pool anymore, don't just go away. Don't even don't even enter my backyard. You're not allowed in my swimming pool. Mm-hmm. So. 
Well, and and you do have a point. I I I totally and like their game, their rules. I I, right. I get it. That's right. But it's kind of like those uh, linemen that ha- or line judges that half the time uh, can't tell if somebody was out of bounds or in bounds or. Ho 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 ho! Uh, wait a second. Wait. Made or... wait a second. Wait a second. First off, they're right. Super majority of the time, ninety nine percent of the time. You think so? I think so. But also because they're trained to look for this. But let's face it. Sometimes you just they just can't see what's going on, especially on the sidelines. Especially if you're right there by by one of the teams, you got bodies and equipment. And, you know, three pill. Forget those people on the sidelines. You might have three players converging, you know, going after the ball. Meanwhile, there's the guy with the down marker and the down marker itself, which can obscure the vision. So to say that they can't call it, sometimes you can't call it. You can't see it. Yeah. You know. Sounds like an excuse to me. Well, it can but. be. With- Oh, oh, no officiating jokes. Well, do you want to make that official, Bill? <laughs> I oh, think I, I think I've told you that our friend Bill used to be an umpire. Yeah, I've heard that story. You know, <laughs> if I if I remember correctly, the umpire's motto is I call him the way I see him, and if I don't see him, I make him up. Is that uh how's that sound <laughs> to you, Bill? Huh? Big boy, last time we heard from you, you were going to get your whooping from your wife. How'd that work out for you? Maybe you're overdue. <laughs> <laughs> he said, poking the bear. <laughs> now, if you'll leave us... And by the way, the number is 754 oh, he knows the number. He knows the number. My goodness, he's got it tattooed on his forehead backwards. He, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what in doubt call him out absolutely sir absolutely but anyway uh where was i good god yeah, that's, that's that's a good question one of the things i miss most is my memory i just uh how about uh, we throw in that piece here now the now that we're celebrating the fact that the the atlanta braves have made it to uh, another world series well you can preface brings- it preface the uh which brings me brings me back 30 years ago when the atlanta braves were playing our minnesota twins the 1991 world series and uh this was going on uh back then while the uh, braves were here in uh in town let me pull this up real quick because i'm nowhere near it let me. Hi, Kenny. Thank you. On a uh, serious note, the World Series has drawn a crowd outside the Metrodome. This is a coalition organized by the Twin Cities-based American Indian Movement and includes a number of civil rights activists who have come to demonstrate against what they call a stereotypic and warlike depiction of Native Americans, especially when it comes to fans, they say, who don war paint and Indian headdress and perform the now famous tomahawk chop. If the black athletes these great men who we know are the best of the best coming to our town here. If they were to see cartoons of Sambo or Amos and Andy between innings being shown on the big screen, they would be outraged. I think any time there's a 
significant group of Americans who are concerned about something in baseball, we have to respond, and we will. Owner Ted Turner declined to comment, but club president Stan Kasten had this to say all earlier. All of us in the organization, on the field and off the field, have worked all our adult lives to get here. And we're going to focus only on that for the rest of the series. And then when the series is over, we can sit down and uh, address any issue with whatever seriousness it deserves. But as a human being, do you understand their, their point anyway? Uh, like all other questions on the subject, we're going to hold off any discussion until after the series is over. Right now, we're just going to concentrate on baseball for the rest of the week. The best way to take care of the chaff is four straight for the Minnesota Twins. So we're not above cheering our own team on, but we do it in a respectful manner. Well, as it wasn't four straight, it was a seven-game uh, seven-game series. Great series, one of the best World Series uh, in history. Uh, and uh, yes, Ken, the the Minnesota Twins did win that series, by the way, in seven games. Great, great baseball. But uh, yeah, you know the the and I don't know if there's any the the. the um, the uh, World Series is going to be between Houston and uh, Atlanta this year. I don't think you're going to see any Native Americans protesting down there in Houston. Uh, although, you never know. I've heard of Stranger Things. So, Well, I mean, uh, what, what with the, the Cleveland baseball team changing its name, the Guardians, the Guardians. and uh, the Washington football team will be announcing its new name probably at the end of this season. Uh, you know, I think it'll probably be, although I don't, the name Braves itself is, that's not a slur. That's, there's nothing. It's the imagery that goes with it. Uh, mm -hmm. And I can see, you know, you get rid of the, uh, you know, the screaming, the screaming uh, head. The tomahawk and, top. Tom, right. Get, get, rid, get rid of all of that. Uh, and look, if you have to change the name, again, Brave's name in and of itself is not, a, you know, hey, change it to the Atlanta Squaws. Squaws? Squaw. I can't even say it. Squaw is what you're Squaw. trying to say. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. But uh, change, change Not to it. be confused with a squall line. No. That comes in with the weather system. Change it to the uh, Atlanta Twitter jailbirds. <laughs> look around, Joe. Look around. <laughs> You know, but you could, you could, go, we've had this discussion a multitude of times. We have. I mean, uh, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, you could, uh, you could even go even a little bit further. Do you tell. You could go, uh, well, hockey, the Blackhawks. Yes. I'm and still, these are just, these are just for Native American, uh, now, now, now here's one I need explained to me. Somebody's ex tried to explain it to me once, but I didn't get it. I always thought Canuck was a slur for Canadian in general, and then they went and named a team the Canucks. Uh, so I'm still very confused about the Canucks. Uh, you know, I I, I just uh... oh, and by the way, to to the NHL, ESPN, Hulu, Disney, and everybody else. The Seattle Kraken had their very, very first home game last night, and you put it only where on a pay service? You had to pay to get it? So for one game, you can't put it, you know, 
Let all of Seattle, you're trying to trying to uh, generate interest in this team. Who, by the way, I watched their very first game, and they played pretty well. They lost, but they played pretty well. Um, I think I know they were one one and one at one point, uh, and I don't know if they what the outcome of last night was. But you got the first puck drop, a lot of first, the first game, first home game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why not let the entire Seattle Metro area watch this? It, it, it just that's not how you generate interest and you and you know that the play-by-play television play-by-play first thing that was said when they came on the air oh boy welcome to the crack house ladies and gentlemen god i'm gonna have to endure that every time i talk about seattle hockey (whistles) they're coming for you john they're coming for you (laughs) be that as it may be that as it may I wish them all the best up there in Seattle. I've, uh, I'm, I'm adapting to the name. I'm adjusting to it. Uh, I wasn't a fan at first. I'm still, uh, uh, yeah, Bill. We'll take as much of that as you can, uh, even more than you can spare. You, you know the address. Just send it along. Yes, and I you know. know what, you know what Seattle hockey ta- hockey uh, fans are called now, right? Oh God. Go ahead. Crackheads. Crackheads. I'm going to call the Secret Service on you. I think Mike Lindell might be their their mascot. (laughs) I think so. I think so. They do have some sharp uniforms, though. It's very nice. They do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But uniforms don't win the game for you. And no. uh, but they do Not lose games. Everybody game. can be the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, there's a team. Remember, they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals their first year. The yep. best game I ever watched was Game Three of that series with the Capitals. And I don't watch a lot of hockey anymore, but boy, I was glued to that for for the entire game. And I can tell you the last time I sat through an entire game by myself. Uh, but it's hockey, eh? If you got hockey near you, go see it, eh? It's if if you've never been to a live hockey game, no matter what level, NHL, semi-pro, whatever it is, I highly recommend. I highly recommend you uh you go, you see it. To watch it in an arena is such a vastly different experience. It really is about the sights and the sounds, more the sounds, the sounds of the blades on the ice, uh, the the puck hitting the stick, the uh, mm-hmm. the guys banging into each other, banging into the boards. It is it is a completely different thing. Bring a jacket, okay? There's there's literally hundreds of tons of ice on the floor. You will feel it. Oh yes, I, I, I loved, you know, this time of year or spring. Especially when it started getting warm down in South Florida, great thing to do was go to a Panthers game. You know, it's seventy-five degrees at night. It's muggy. You walk into the arena, <sighs> breath of fresh air. Breath of fresh air, baby. That's hockey. Hockey is uh, is the great American sport. That's from Canada, don't you know? You know, I've never been to a Minnesota Wild game yet. You should go. You treat seriously. I, I'm very serious. Treat yourself. Treat the wife, treat the kids, treat everybody. No, seriously, go to a game. You you will. It is like a religious experience. You will have a whole new view of hockey. 
I think Rolando might still be on board here listening. Uh, he'll remember back in, in the days of our childhood when we were not only lucky enough to have the Minnesota North Stars back then. I never went. I don't believe I ever went to a North Stars. Oh, that, let, let, let's stop right there. Have you ever been to a hockey game? Yes. Well, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. Well, hurry up. Hey, take a sedative. Take a sedative. I'm getting to it. Man. We had a team in St. Paul with the old WHA. Oh, the St. Paul Saints. The St. Paul, the Minnesota Fighting Saints. Oh, that that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. First off, one of the coolest logos for a breezer. Um, that the For a jersey, excuse me. And they played it at the St. Paul Civic Center, which was the only hockey arena that I knew of that had totally transparent boards all the way around. Not no just kidding. the glass, but, they, but the, the boards were also yeah, transparent. No. The dasher boards, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dasher board, yeah. That was, that was a lot of fun. Wow. That, that was, I've never even heard of that. That is, uh, yeah, Google that one of these times. I uh, will. That was... Uh, Can we put the show on That hold? was a lot of fun. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, put the show on hold so you can give me the pics there. Your pics yeah. again. I forgot. Yeah. Would you please? Um, no, uh, no. That was a that was a great time. We uh, fuzzy uh, or Rolando and I. And, whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, no! Tap those yeah, brakes. Roland, whoa, Rolando's, whoa, whoa, whoa! Fuzzy, fuzzy. That oh, was that was Rolando's I'm nickname. Right. Right. He still goes by that. Really. Fuzzy. Yes, I went I went to a multitude of games <laughs> with the family there. <laughs> I would tune in at your own risk this next week, Rolando. Fuzzy. <laughs> oh. Between that you and between you and Naked Jailbird here, I'm uh, going to be a good week. Going to be a good week. Ah, you'll forget about it. Hell, I had to remind you. Literally I really had to remind you pre-show that you wanted to. I wrote it down. <laughs> oh. coming, coming for you. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I miss, I miss the WHA, and, and people might uh, remember that there were a couple of teams from the WHA that made it to the NHL. Yeah. The Winnipeg Jets. Mm -hmm. uh, the defunct uh, Hartford uh, uh, New England Whalers. Uh, what they, they're not they, defunct. They, they they're moved not defunct. someplace. I forget where. Carolina. Oh, is that Carolina's? Yeah. Yeah. Carolina Hurricanes. I, I wonder why that. I, I guess maybe it had something to do with the fact that the, the Bruins were such a big draw. In nope. 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 The nope. Boston area. Nope. What? Okay, you tell me. Why, Harford's, why in, the... Harford's in Connecticut. It was closer yeah, to New York. Yeah, but it's still New England. Yeah, but it was closer to New York than it was. Well, there was always that. Hey, folks, It's uh, I guess it's time to say goodbye. So I'm going to say goodbye. Or... That guy over there at Van Ness, I'm John Shannon. I got the money. See ya!
That's right, baby.